Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I am so excited today to bring you our guest. Um, I forgot to ask you how to say your name. Hi, Helsing? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Helsing. Yeah, kind of like Van Helsing. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I, I discovered when I got married. Everyone's like, wow, you have such a cool last name. I'm like, who is this Van Helsing? <laughs> so I, I discovered it after I got married, but now I have to catch up on all the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's but Caroline yes, Helsing. Van Helsing. Yes, Caroline uh, Nadine Helsing. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> did I say Van? <laughs> no, you did it. <laughs> no, you're good. That's not funny. Van Helsing. It's Helsing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is going to be an amusing podcast today. <laughs> it's about grief and happiness, so we're just real happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, well. <laughs> She's the author of the book Unapologetic about her mom, who was an amazing person. And Caroline's writing is just beautiful. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking to her and uh, having her inspire you maybe with writing about your loved one, because it it really can be uh, really therapeutic. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I have to absolutely agree with you. That was the way that I got through the passing of my mother. We were so close. And I sometimes feel like I personally am better with the written word than the spoken word. Um, I've always journaled and I immediately just kind of put pen to paper after she passed and just kind of wrote out my feelings and, you know, wrote out stories that I remembered and and then I'll have to just say that I think a little blessing in disguise was we all went into lockdown, this pandemic, and then I had nothing else to focus on. I was like, well, let me just treat this kind of like a, yeah. And I, I wrote from morning until night. And that's when I knew I was onto something. I just felt like I was in a zone where it's almost like she was writing through me, you know, just stories came out and, and details came out that if I started that today, I don't even know how I remembered half of the details. <laughs> it was a very interesting experience, but um, definitely therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so great. I, I like that you mentioned about your journaling, how you've always journaled. I, I would imagine that that helped you with the recall of stories and things, because maybe you remember something you wrote down in your journal or something about writing yeah. something down that helps you remember them. Absolutely. Yeah. The journaling helped. I also was a little bit of a pack rat with keeping her things. (laughs) I'm very, very sentimental. So uh, I kept a lot of her things, but I'm so glad because those things inspired stories and then photographs inspired stories. And then maybe a post or two on like Facebook, you know, like everything. I just kind of went to all avenues to just in a way, kind of relive what I was feeling and, and not that I had to so much because it was still so fresh for me, but relive stories and memories, you know, from long ago even. So, and then also I had an opportunity to talk to, you know, and get to know my 
father in a deeper way because I kind of would, you know, I would call him on say Mother's Day when I had no one else to call. <laughs> and, you know, we would just get into a conversation about my my mom and and, and I was impressed at all the things that he remembered too, with regard to like, you know, how, how they met, you know, how they met, you know, and, and, and that, that's how I knew she was wearing a pink dress. That's how I knew, you know what I mean? Like it was all, it, I tried to find it as authentically as I could. And, you know, he remembered those things. So it was cool because it brought us even closer. He, he, as you know, from reading the book, he was very much, um, uh, they were very different but somehow they worked, you know, she was very gregarious. And, you know, when she walked in the room, you knew, and, you know, my father's very, you know, subdued and, you know, I think he was sort of the grounding force for her, but yeah, very, very private and, you know, didn't share his feelings a lot. And, and then um, we got a lot closer. I mean, the first time I saw him cry was when she went into hospice. First time I ever saw my father cry. And it's still heartbreaking when I think about it. But yeah, I mean, I think just building or or tearing those walls down and kind of showing how vulnerable you are can really bring people close closer to you together to each other. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so beautiful because sometimes or much of the time we get so busy dealing with our daily lives that we don't mm-hmm. take time to remember the stories and think about the, the really beautiful things that happened or amazing things or fun things. Your mom is definitely right. fun. <laughs> I just kept wondering what she was going to do next. <laughs> and she was so yeah. brave. I thought, yeah. She was brave. Yeah. Very brave. And in, in a, in a time that maybe didn't celebrate that. So she was very much her own person and like the title said, unapologetic, you know, unapologetically herself, for sure. (laughs) But, and I, and I will say too, just in that with the pandemic and everything, when, with, when, with me just sitting and writing and sitting alone with, you know, a lot of people were just kind of alone with their thoughts, you know, and I mean, I was, and I had the luxury to be able to just focus a hundred percent on, on her. And I feel like that helped me grieve in a very full way. You know, I wasn't trying to push anything down or replace, you know, so I didn't think about it. I mean, I thought about it. I cried as I wrote the words. I, you know what I mean? Like I felt every emotion and I was lucky that I actually had a writing group as well to kind of help me kind of stay accountable. And that all just, it all fell into place in just weird way. You know, I had uh, taken a writing course uh, earlier just be, let's see, it was, uh, I don't know, November, December of the, of 2019. And, you know, as you do, you, you befriend people. And then when the class is over, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to miss you. You know, can we, let's see if we can keep this going. And so I was approached by one of the girls. She's like, I really like your right. You know, like I'd love to, to do a, a, a writer's group with you. And I was like, oh, I feel the same way. Yeah. I was the only one that, that didn't live in Los Angeles. This class was in LA. So I was the only one that had drive up there, but I was happy to do it. And um, we met for a, a few weeks and then everything just, you know, changed. And I was, I will have to say, I was very grateful that we w- turned it to Zoom because I didn't have to make those drives up to LA. But um, yeah, that definitely kind of helped me also keep, keep myself accountable because I felt like, you know, someone was waiting for something new for me to submit. And, um, and then even just talking to them, about the stories, you know, that helped me. It was, it's, it was, it was like, I created this community 
to share my grief in, in, in under the guise, so to speak, of, of writing a story, you know, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, they were very much um, an unexpected part of my healing. <laughs> it's amazing how that works to be able to, yeah. to write in community. I know um, I'm a writer, too. I had yeah. I've taught writing at the university level for many years, and I have written college textbooks on how to write. But I hadn't written something like the books that I wrote now uh, before. This this was something different for me. And when after uh, my I had two husbands die, and after the second one died, I started writing because that just seemed like what I needed to do. I wasn't writing a book or anything. I was just writing about my thoughts, my experiences, my feelings, what I felt like I needed to do. Where was I going to go now? That sort of a thing. And yeah. the more I wrote the better I, I felt. So I thought I, I can help other people with this. And so I started a writing group and we had only moved here to Hawaii two years before he died. And so I didn't know a lot of people. So I just put it on meetup. I said, you want to write through your grief? Come on over to my house. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. And that writing together was all the difference in the world. It was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Each of the, the group became really close. close. I bet. Yeah. 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 Did you, did you uh, teach at the university of Hawaii or? It was when I was in California. Okay. okay. I still teach there. I, I lived in Bakersfield and oh, okay. at Cal state university Bakersfield. And okay. I started teaching there online back in the early nineties before oh, anybody had thought about <laughs> teaching online. Had a, a practice then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like this is old hat. No, yeah. So after I retired, it was easy for them to just keep hiring me back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still teaching. I've got two classes right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I know because I, I took writing uh, courses in, at the University of Hawaii. So I've, I was very excited mm-hmm. to talk with you because oh. you're both from Hawaii. Well, I'm from Hawaii, but you mm-hmm. live in Hawaii now, and um, I felt like we had a, a bit in common with the people we knew, and I love that. I love how the universe kind of puts you together like that, and it's yeah. a small world. That happens a lot. That that small world thing. I I was you would say things in in what you were writing, and I and I'd go, oh, I know who that is, or I know where that is, or I you know I have oh, right. this experience, or and I I was relating. I, I was surprised how much I related to the things in there. But you you wrote them so beautifully and specifically. Mm-hmm. I I can give you an example about uh, yes. the Plaza Hotel. Oh, okay. Because when. Many, many years ago, when I was in in college to start off with, I took a a writing class and I was scared to death to take it because I didn't know how to write, you know, (laughs) didn't think I could do it. And my, it was in San Diego and Mm -hmm. my teacher came in one day and he said, I've just got to tell you what happened. He said, last night, my editor for my new book took me out to dinner at Mr. A's, which was the restaurant in San Diego at the time on the top of the Bank of America building. And they they celebrated his contract for his new book. Uh-huh. And when he told that story, I said, I'm going to do that someday. My publisher is going to take me out to celebrate my new book. You put it out there. Put it yeah, out there. And... and <laughs> <laughs> Years later, when I was sitting in the, the I think it's called the, no, that's the wrong room, the Oak Room in the oh, Plaza, yes. Plaza yeah. uh, with, with my husband, who also was an author, and mm. we both worked for Prentice Hall, mm-hmm. and we were with our, our two editors. He had one, and I had another one, because we were in different fields, and we were sitting at the Plaza celebrating the, me signing the contract of my next book, 
And because I'd already written one. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, I remember when Mr. Yarber came into class and I said, uh, I'm going to do this. And yeah. here I am. And here I am. It's all happening. places. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love <laughs> right that. There. I love that. Well, I'm glad that brought back some memories. For oh, you. <laughs> yeah. It was really neat. And there were, there were little things you'd talk about places and how you did things and how she did things. And a, a lot of the, the names you mentioned and my other husband, Jacques, was his mom was in the was an executive secretary for MGM. Okay. Back in, in the heyday. Mm-hmm. So I had lots of pictures of all the stars and all her memories that she'd tell us about. And as you were talking about different people that your your mom met or knew, I thought, oh well, Mary knew her. Oh, I love that. So oh, it, it was so just cool. really fun through the whole <laughs> thing that I kind of was reliving some of my memories as I was reading your memories. And I thought that's, that's a really healthy way to, to grieve too. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. What, how, how about the, uh, the, the part of uh, them first coming to Hawaii from the mainland <laughs> and that experience. Yeah. Cause I, I was uh, shocked to move to Hawaii myself. I'd always mm-hmm. lived in California and mm-hmm. my husband had lived in Hawaii many years before I met him. Okay. And when he realized the direction his health was going, he said, you know, I, I really would like to be in Maui. Yeah, and yeah. we'd come here on our honeymoon and come here mm. frequently because <laughs> he still had friends yeah. here. And I never saw Maui as a, a tourist because uh, with him it was like being here with a local. That makes sense. And and for for those of you who haven't lived in Hawaii, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah. yeah, especially for a light haired <laughs> Howley. <laughs> Howley, yes. <laughs> oh my god, for sure. But we we just fit right in, and I love that. It was so easily made friends. Uh, ohana is a word for family in Hawaii. And I felt like I had almost an immediate ohana with his old friends and then the new friends that we met right away. I have never in my life lived in a neighborhood like the neighborhood I live here. It's mm-hmm. people, we walk in and out of each other's houses. If we make yeah, something yeah, that, re- <laughs> great recipe, we have to share it with our neighbors. Yeah, know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of miss that. I mean, moving straight from Hawaii to LA, you know, it was a very different. And mm-hmm. I, I remember going back home to visit when my family still lived there. I would go for like a month or so at a time in, the, in December <clears throat> when things were slow up there. And, you know, I remember the first few days, it just took me a second to kind of like, get used to it. You know, people were so friendly and smiling. I'm like, do I have something in my face? Like, yeah. what, you know, like what do you, what's your intention? Like, what? It just took a second. And it's just so lovely though, just to, to live like, like, like you said, like that. I remember that people coming into your house, you know, friends, neighbors, you know, everybody it's, I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, now I live in a, I still live in California, but it's a little bit uh, more of a community that that's very similar to that. So that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. There, there's just something I always wanted to have neighbors that I could be real friends with. I, I always call them friends by proximity because yeah. we, we would get to know each other because we lived close, yeah. but it's yeah. not that we were had anything in common and that we were really friends. We're here. We're like really family, not just friends. That's so important, especially if you've lost, you know, family. Yeah. So your friends become family. Uh, they really do. It's actually when we came over, somebody had, uh, Ron had gotten really sick right before we moved. 
ICU and really bad stuff. And I thought that we're not going to be able to do this. And I was in the position where I, we had our house there was like at least three times as big as our house here. And I had lots of stuff to pack and to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do it all myself because he couldn't help at all. And people started coming over to help. I didn't put the word out. People just heard what was going on. I had people yeah. drive. I was in Ventura. I had people drive up from LA to help me, you know, just come up and spend the day and different people that I didn't know that well. Yeah. And Ron and I had taught a class together called Calling in the One to find your soulmate. And one of the girls that was in the, the class uh, heard about what was going on. So she came over and she, she kept coming back to, to help pack. She was, we were having great conversations and she was really enjoying it. And one day she yeah. said, I want to move to Maui. And I said, well, we've got a, we call them Ohana's, but a cottage on our property that's two bedrooms and one bath. It's got an ocean view. Uh, it's, it's a really kind of a cool place to be. And you're on my property. So we would be, you know, you'd know somebody when you got here. Yeah. And she said, well, I'll think about it. And then later that afternoon, she went out to where my, my husband had a, an office out behind our house and she went out there to help him pack. And she said, I want to move to Hawaii. And he said, well, we have this on that property. We have this Ohana that's got to, it was the exact same thing. We both had the same response. Oh <laughs> and my so goodness. She took that as a sign and she moved a over sign. here. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that so she that. moved our Ohana. She was here for several years uh, before yeah. she, she's moved to, to a different place now. But I absolutely loved having her there. And she calls me her Ohana mama. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or your auntie. There's a lot of aunties. Yeah, there's or lots of aunties. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of Everybody's aunties. an auntie oh, or an uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. I really like being her Ohana mama. And mm. she introduced me to a, a guy that she knows that comes over here frequently to travel. And, and he calls me his Ohana mama, too. <laughs> okay, I'll be everybody's Ohana mama. Yeah, that's, that's I'll cool. take it. I'll take it. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's definitely a sign of love. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. That's that's what the, the aloha of Hawaii is all, yeah. all about. Truly so, I mean, is. That love just flowed through your book. I, what a beautiful relationship you had with your mom. Mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, you know, mother-daughter relationships are unique, though. It's not like we, you know, mm-hmm. we had our moments, of course. And I think that's why the, the end, when literally her last words, you know, last words we said to each other was, that we loved each other and that I, I really, it's like it landed, those words just landed. You know, I said, I love you. And she said, I know you do. And she said the same. And I said, I know you do. The I know you do was the biggest gift because like, as you know, for me sitting and thinking back to, you know, the stupid things, you know, like the fights or whatever. And it's like, I don't have a doubt because she said, I know you do. And it just like it just entered my soul and, <laughs> and I took it and, and vice versa. And so, yeah, that's, that was, that was probably the biggest gift I could have ever gotten. Oh, that's <laughs> so beautiful. Just, yeah. just wonderful. I liked all the, the humor in, in your book too. It just, <laughs> I, I found myself giggling. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Well, that's yeah. kind of how I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's easier to get through grief. It's not that you're not grieving, but I feel like, you know, you have to find the lightness. Well, like your podcast, you know, grief and happiness, you have to find the happiness in there and it's, it's there. You just have to 
dig it out sometimes when you're in the ruts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could, I could just see your mom looking back at you and and smiling and, you know, (laughs) that's how I want to be remembered. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know. I've, I've thought about that with my husband, Jacques, a lot because he was such a happy guy and he laughed a lot. Mm. As, as a matter of yeah. fact, we had a, a cockatiel that uh-huh. was supposed to learn how to talk and he didn't, but he could do my husband's laugh. It, it wow. sounded exactly like him, like it was a recording of it. So a lot of times I'd, I'd hear him and I'd think, oh, Jacques got home, you know, oh my <laughs> it, wasn't, it was the bird. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> but he laughed so much that that's what the bird picked up. That's what he heard most frequently. And and it was really cool to have that that laughter there all the time. Was was that, so that laughter was there even after he passed because you still had the bird and oh, that's, animals are just amazing. Yeah. They're I mean, I know with having my dog Daisy with me the whole time, you know, I mean, they're just whatever, if it's a bird or a dog or a cat, I mean, they just provide so much love and comfort and in unexpected ways, you know, a, a bird having the yeah. same laugh is true. <laughs> yeah, we had, and uh, Ron and I would go out and sit on our lanai every day. That's, that's where he spent most of the two years that he did here when he yeah. wasn't in the hospital. And it's so beautiful. We live, um, I don't know if you know who, where Pukulani is, but we're on the side of Haleakala, the uh-huh. volcano, uh-huh. so that we can we can see both sides of the island from, from where we are. And it's it's beautiful. The, the yeah. property goes downhill because we're like at, at the top. And since it's uh. the side of a mountain, it, it slopes down. So we're, we're looking out over this uh, big space with these big, beautiful trees. And those trees are filled with birds, all oh, different kinds of birds. And so th- those birds, every day when we'd go out there, we'd sit and listen to the birds. And th- that was and now when I go out there and, and hear it, or I'll be, I frequently work out there, just take my computer out. And if I'm online with somebody, they'll go, you have birds. <laughs> so many of them. You hear the birds all the time. And it to me, it's just this reminder of the peace and yeah. happiness that, that we shared where we were just sitting outside. Didn't have to be doing a whole lot besides just yeah. being in each other's presence and in the moment and listening right. to those gorgeous birds. Well, sometimes the simple things, the simple memories are the ones that just stay that mean so much. That's beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, that's the best sound in the world. I love, I love the bird, bird sounds. And I remember that too in Hawaii in the morning. Especially oh, yeah. yeah. How I woke up. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. We love had stayed that. at one place when we came over to visit here. It was down in Kihei, mm-hmm. which, which is a lot more crowded. And it was a it was a condo that was had a courtyard in the middle of it. And there was a big tree in the courtyard. And at mm-hmm. night, not night, at sundown every day, mm-hmm. that tree was where the birds had a meeting. <laughs> and it was so oh, I love that. if we closed all the doors and windows, we still couldn't hear each other talk because there were so many oh, of them. Goodness. It was so oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. uh, you know, as much as I like the birds, I don't think we need to live here if that's what we get to do every evening at dinner yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're beautiful. And and the the animals are just, it's like they have a, a sense about what's going mm-hmm. on. A sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. They they know when it's time to come and curl up in your lap or Yeah. I think so. I think you're right. I choose to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did your husband come back to you in any form of a sign or 
Did you have actually? Yeah, there there was one that was not too long ago that was kind of profound for me. I'm doing this thing now called the Grief and Happiness Alliance. It's an online Mm -hmm. group that meets once a week, and we do writing together, and we do happiness practices because I got trained in that so that I can uh, provide that for people and make friends with each other. And it's it's a, a really cool thing. And I thought it was a really good idea, but I wasn't sure that people would be interested. So mm-hmm. I started a, a pilot program to, to mm-hmm. do it and invited a bunch of people that I knew to do that. And they, I explained it all to them. And then we did like a sample session. I worked them through it. And when we had our last meeting, I said, my one concern here is that I, it costs money to do something like this, but I just can't see charging people for this kind of support at a time like this. It just didn't make sense to me. And they said, well, we'll create a nonprofit foundation and the foundation will support what you're doing. (laughs) I said, thank you. It's great. So now I can (laughs) offer that for free. But in in the process of it, the the very last meeting, there was uh, one woman in the group who was a a minister, uh, Reverend Joanna Thompson Gabriel, Mm -hmm. or Gabriel Thompson. Anyway, she was a wonderful person. And she, she was always smiley, happy, you know, really great person. And at the end of the meeting, it's like she took on this different persona and in this big, strong voice, she says, this is an idea whose time has come. Wow. Okay. And that, it kind of blew me away and it blew everybody else away too. And they said, yes, we're going to do this. And we've gone on (sighs) and done that. Well, a couple of days later, she died. Oh my goodness. The, the woman who'd said that, and it it really kind of blew me away because she was a very strong supporter of what I was doing, and uh, she had been writing with me for month, well, over a year, and I, I felt very close to her. And so when when mm-hmm. I am dealing with something, I'll write like I, I felt like I needed to write a letter to to Ron to say. Am I doing the right thing? You know, I know Rev. Joanna said I, you know, and it's always kind of exploring this on on in the letter. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the letter, I heard him say, because I, I, I was saying, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? And he said, I already told you on Sunday. It was like him talking through. Oh, I just got the chills. Oh, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was profound. <laughs> wow. I'm like full body chills. <laughs> yeah, it really works. And, and oh, another I way that, that. that he comes to me is I, I write letters to him. I always do it on all in holidays and anniversaries and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it, after I write the letter, I write a letter back to me from him. Oh, how, how lovely. And oh, wow. yeah, I'd suggest you try that with your mom. Cause oh, it, it's my goodness. I think I might. Comes to you. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> tearing up. Yeah. <laughs> I am tearing up because I feel like I, I, it's like, I, you know, you want to see her, you want to see that person again. You want to see them in your dream. You want to hear something. I thought I had no more tears left. This is insane. (laughs) And how long, well, that's, I think I might try that. I love that. Yeah, do it. And tears will always come and that's okay. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. shows the the love, but I, I love this letter and it's, it's the favorite thing in my groups when, when I do groups, when we do, and we do different kinds of letters to our loved one about different things and stuff. And it's, it's their favorite thing. They go, can we write a letter today? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they look forward and not so much to is, or sometimes they have something they really need to say. They want to say, yeah. Well, say, but they or also. maybe advice to get, yeah, even, perhaps. They, they want to hear back. And and they've told me, they said, I don't know who's writing those letters back to me, whether it's just my imagination and what I want to hear, or if it is a higher power or who it is, but right. they said, we don't care. It doesn't <laughs> even it matter. It yeah, doesn't matter because sense. they're, they're wonderful. They're so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. That's a very good uh, suggestion. I, <laughs> I'm always open to new ones. I love that. Thank you. Well, I'll look forward to hearing what happens when you try it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, signs are amazing. Like, I, yeah, I love the signs that, that I had gotten from her too. So I'd written about it at the end of the book, but yeah, just, you know, I, 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 well, there was that one time where I just asked it yeah, aloud, you know, are you Okay. And then uh, remember, um, uh, all of a sudden, my my iTunes on my television or on my television on my computer came on, and and that song, cheek to cheek with Fred Astaire, you know the, I'm in heaven, I'm in heaven. <laughs> You're like, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. And that came on, and then it just stopped, and I didn't touch anything, nothing, you know, like just sign after. So like, she comes in those ways, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their music and just yeah, interesting. I think the the willingness to be receptive and yeah, open to that sort of thing, you'll notice it. Some people just get so focused. Mm, in coincidence. On, it's nothing. Yeah. It was just uh, I bumped so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I think it's a more magical way of living just to be open. To oh the yeah. Signs. <laughs> And they're there. They're, when when Ron and I had, had really discovered that we were really supposed to be together and that this was it sort mm-hmm. of a thing, it was back when I can't remember how he recorded it, but somehow he, he recorded something that he heard because he said, this is our song. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so he brought it to me and it was Stevie Wonder's song as, okay. I don't know if you know that song. It's it's amazing it's really really cool I won't make you sing it no I, I can't <laughs> not not a Stevie Wonder voice here but it's, it's it's beautiful I suggest you listen to it because it's really an amazing okay. song but it, a couple of months well I guess it was maybe last summer I was in in one of the he, he died in on August 4th and I was it was around that time and I was feeling kind of Missing him. Mm. And that song started coming on every place. It was on commercials on TV. They used it for a a background and something that I I watched on TV. It was the song in it. And it was Mm -hmm. just all over the place. And I thought, thank you. (laughs) You know, I I love that. Just to love hearing that. And it just it felt so good that listen to the song. It's way cool. Okay, I will. I will after this. After, yeah, you know, this is making me think I, I need to now just think of something that I will tell my loved ones to look for, you yeah. know, after I death. I don't know what it is at this time, but <laughs> I'll, I that's that's really cool. Yeah. The butterfly or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> butterfly. That's another thing for me that that when we were sitting out on the lanai, there, we have a, a plant there that the caterpillars really love. So we have amazing butterflies and Ron would stay out there so much and he'd be so still because he was he was just sitting there. He wasn't being real physically active and they would come and sit on him. They'd light on his head oh or on his goodness. shoulder and 
So, and of course that plant's still there. So I still see the butterflies and I, I think of them every time. Really? And last year, my, my sister died on the mainland and it was during a time that I couldn't go because of the pandemic. And really? it was, it was kind of frustrating. And I remembered that when Ron died and we did an ash scattering for him here on the beach and then we went mm-hmm. over afterwards to uh, Agape in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. Michael Beckwith could do, he was a friend of Michael's, so he could do his service for him. Love, a, love Agape. There he yeah. is. <laughs> Agape is <Yep>. way cool. <laughs> way cool. <laughs> so when, when we got together on the beach for his ash scattering, I didn't know that many people here because of the circumstances. And I didn't think anybody was going to be there. His, his daughter and his son came over from the mainland. But people did come. The doctors came, my housekeepers, uh, gardener, <laughs> all these people, my neighbors. Uh, I, I was so touched by the people that came and they all bought, brought grocery bags with tropical flowers from their gardens in them that we took oh out on the canoes with us when we paddled out into the, the water to spread the ashes mm-hmm. and, and have the, the flowers go out with the ashes. And it was beautiful. Wow. So when my sister died, I thought, I'm just going to do my own little memorial service. And I, mm-hmm. I had a, a friend offer to, to drive me. And I, I picked a bunch of flowers, tropical flowers mm-hmm. from my garden. And we went out to La Perouse. I don't know if you know that beach. It's mm-hmm. a, a so. volcanic uh, rock okay. beach. And it's, it's very beautiful out there. And we went out really early in the morning, so nobody else was there. And the water was so clear because it was during the pandemic. The water here got so clear. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the difference. <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. And I, w- I threw the flowers out and it was, I was trying to take pictures so I could send them to my nieces. And you, it looked like the flowers were just lying on the sand because the water was so clear. So oh my God. I, I took another, and some other pictures when, when the bubbles went with the waves coming in were there so they could see yeah. that they were floating above the, the surface. Right, and I did right. that. And then I was just standing there for a while, kind of looking out at the ocean. And my friend who drove me came over and, and tapped me on the shoulder. And I looked at him and he just pointed down and I looked down and on my toe, a butterfly was sitting there. Oh my gosh! I was even able to take a picture of it. It just stayed there for a while, and I thought, "Yeah, thank you." Yep, thank you. Yeah, what a beautiful story. Yeah, there's there's so many things. If if you if you if you're open, connect the dots. Yeah, if you're open to them, they're Mm -hmm. they're there. And when you when you realize how those those things would be connected, it just is so special. Yeah. Makes it still keeps you close with those that that past. I feel like it's just their way of saying hi. Yeah, <laughs> <Still> here, love you. <laughs> yeah, <Have a> good day. <laughs> yeah, and that feels good. It really does. You can kind of it does. Yeah, yeah. This kind of glow in it. It feels really special. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I have just loved talking to you. This has been fabulous. And oh. I know people are going to want to read your book after they listen to us talk about it. It's, it's so good. It just, it, it felt like a friend. It's it's relatively long for books nowadays. And I, it didn't bother me, you know, because I, I, I didn't want it to get over. Actually, you kind of feel like oh. you become friends with your mom and with you. Yeah. And yeah. in the process of, of reading the book, because it, it's just very special. So thank you. 
I'm going to uh, put the the name of the book in uh, my show notes so that you can see how to order it and be able to get your very own copy. And <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you're going to like it. So thank you so much for visiting thank with you. me today. This was just wonderful. I, I feel all bright and happy. And <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's been really nice to talk with you as well. Just... And and then and and get that idea that you gave me, <laughs> yeah. writing a letter from from her. I'll, I'll yeah. keep you posted. Yeah, please do. I'll, I want to when hear when I happens. find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm not sure what she's gonna say. No, could <laughs> <laughs> be anything. It could be with your mom. That is true. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you for having me on, and yeah, it's nice to be able to just laugh about things, you know, even even though the, the topic isn't always something you, you wanted, but it's just nice to find some happiness and humor and, and commiserate with others. (laughs) Yeah. And, and find the the comfort that you found in being able to do this beautiful book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Okay. Well, to, to my listeners, I uh, can't wait for you to come join us again next week and do order this book. You're going to love it and have a, a wonderful week. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode 